Welcome back. It's issue number 58 of The Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics, and we're really testing those words today. I'm Andy, your lawfully wedded hubbins, and with me are my co-hosts Shane the Monster in the house. I am, yes. (laughs) And Rory, the glucose martini. a lot to unpack, but I'm I'm lukewarm to it. (laughs) I am a lukewarm glucose martini. I'm lukewarm about it. (laughs) Oh, boy. Today we uh, we read stuff that, you know, we read some stuff and it had the New Mutants, the Fantastic Four and Black Widow. And it takes us from March through September of 1983. And during this time, you know, I got some bummers. Uh, Well, Honestly, I actually have a bunch of nice facts and a big bummer at the end. So let's get that happening. The Disney Channel starts airing on TV, uh, which I did not realize was this old. But I guess that makes sense. Like, when does when did Nickelodeon come out? It would feel like it was like late 80s. Am I wrong? I don't know. Cable, like, Cable was around a lot longer than it had anything to do with itself. Like, yeah. Uh, so it's sort of, it's... <laughs> It sort of uh, blossomed in obscurity until it was finally something people wanted to pay for. Right. Um, <laughs> I remember when I was, when I was little. There. I mean, well, I guess when I was pretty little, cable was already something kind of cool. But pretty little. Cable wasn't like a rich person's thing. It was like a weird thing. Yeah. Yes. I don't remember when we first. I mean, I remember the feeling of us first getting cable. I just don't remember when it was. I feel like I was maybe like seven or eight. And I turned on the TV and Eureka's Castle was on. And I was like, what is this? Is oh, this man? That's a good show. Is this the kind of thing that they don't have on the lower channels? What is this new world? Um, <laughs> yeah. Fucking cable. Uh, Return of the we, Jedi comes out. Were you a ghost when you were? A yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, we. <laughs> <laughs> the lower channels. Like, what the fuck? The lower channels. <laughs> We, I'm, I can't. Return of the Jedi. Well, no, hang on, wait, wait, no, no. You don't want to talk about this? You want to keep talking about Eureka's Castle? Go back to, go back to Cable. I have to tell you that I lived so far out of town growing up that we, that Cable didn't run out to where I lived. So Uh. we had, we had a satellite that you had to type in coordinate. Have we talked about this before? You had to like type in coordinates on the satellite, like E7 or G4. And those were like. The channels. You were just playing Battleship with Disney Channel. Yeah, I was Battleshipping Disney. Man. I, re- I mean, I remember I had a relative or two of mine had satellite TV, and I always felt like it was extremely jank and not worth the effort. But um, I don't know. Some people, some people seem to like it. They got all the weird channels. Now all the weird channels are on cable, and cable still sucks. So, <laughs> um, Okay, here's, a, here's an interesting one. 
the first man-made object leaves the solar system, uh, which is the Pioneer 10 probe. And apparently to date, only four other man-made things have left the solar system, which are Pioneer 11, Voyager 1, Voyager 2, and New Horizons. And they're all space probes. And I, I guess... I didn't really think about like the solar system having like an escape velocity, but that makes sense that like just shit that we throw out there is just not going to go that far without a lot of effort. Um, but yeah, weird. Only five things in the history of human, the human race have ever left the solar system that we've touched or made. Well, and Jeepers. <laughs> Jeepers? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know, he did his thing here and then, and then left the solar system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're so right. How can I forget the sixth man-made item to leave the solar system? Jesus, Jesus, uh, Space, spaceman, spaceman, Christ, astronaut, <laughs> astronaut, Christ, <laughs> space, Christ. Yeah, who told you about my novel? <laughs> I have no way to know if I'm pronouncing this guy's name right. Guyon Guion S. Blueford. Blueford. How's it spelled? How's it wait? How's it spelled? Yeah, spell it, it for the listeners at home. Yeah, spell it for the listeners at home. This is a play at home game. G U I O N. Guion? Guion? Guon? 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 Guion? Gui. Gui. Guion. I'm going with Guyon. Uh, he's the first African-American astronaut in space. That happened oh. here in 1983. Pretty cool. After and, Jesus. Yeah, after Jesus. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's funny because it's true. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and then, here's the bummer. The Soviet Union shoots down Korean Air Flight 007 and kills 269 people, uh, including uh, the staunch anti-communist congressman Larry McDonald. But uh, yeah, Cold War is still happening, which is is like I, I like know. I know that on paper that 80s is still Cold War. But like I, I, I don't know. It feels really like incongruous sort of with my with everyone. Culture like, had completely conception. stopped giving a shit, even though the yeah. government was deep in it. Yeah, it's super weird. Um, Yeah, I, I don't really I don't really know what to make of that. <laughs> but 269 people died and that sucks ass and there's your bummer i know you wanted it i yeah, know i'm, sad. I'm it. appropriately sad for our podcast yeah. <laughs> for our comic book podcast <laughs> we need to get sad uh before we start talking about the comics i know i had this this note written down we just wanted to uh, allow rory a second to to speak about a thing we forgot to talk about last week which was that uh Kitty Pride made a new friend in space. Do you have anything to say about this one, Rory? Okay, so uh, current X-Men readers will know that uh, for some reason, Kitty Pride has a pet dragon. Like we, met, <laughs> we met the dragon, kind of. It is, it, it, it's such an odd afterthought in the comic that it's sort of surprised they decided, let's bring the dragon back. But uh, that's how it went. Yeah, it was a little it was a little weird. And I, I mean, I think the reason we forgot to talk about it is because it feels so pointless to the main plot of what's going on. Yeah. And it's and the dragon leaves as quickly as it arrived. And I don't and think it, we get a name in, in that. No, one, in it. No. 
And I, I feel as though like there was a giant dragon and then did the giant dragon shrink or was there also like a little baby dragon? It was a yeah, small she has a ba- dragon. She has a baby dragon and later it will be Lockheed, her dragon. And uh, in this one, it's, I don't know. I'm pretty confident it's the same dragon. It's It looks if it's, almost identical with art, if it's adjusting not, for art styles. Are you saying all dragons look the same? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Fight me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> What, do we have dragon listeners? If we do, please write in and tell us. <laughs> be great for our numbers. <laughs> yeah, and plus one is absolutely great for our numbers. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I, I just, if it's not Lockheed, then it's weird that Kitty has come across weird, spooky dragon babies twice. Uh, yeah. So, um, but I don't know. I, I guess I figured for any for any uh, anybody who's reading along and were to read that one with us, and we to, and we were to not mention it, felt I guess a little left out. Yeah. But it is. A, it's just an afterthought in the comic, and that's why it didn't come up in our conversation. But now it has been mentioned. The lip service has been paid <laughs> to the Coin King. Hey, Coin King, we've serviced your lips. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we we have uh, entire an entirely new slate of things. Well, maybe not entirely new, but a new chunk of a uh, uh, chunk of chunk of burning comics to read today, and. I figure we should start with the one that we're going to have the least to say about, Marvel Fanfare 10. Sure. Yeah. Uh, nothing <sighs> yeah. happens. Half of it is a reintroduction of Black Widow. That said, pretty fucking beautiful. Yeah. It's a. It's got great art. Um, this this is so Marvel Fanfare. I, I wasn't sure. This felt like an anthology series, and it, it is, you know, like one of those... Uh, I don't know, like a strange tales or something that's just sort of like the content is different every few months. Um, so the, this is this is a quote from the editor to like the purpose of it, I guess. It says, it was intended that Marvel fanfare would appeal especially to the fans. I tried to get the best possible stuff by either established pros or talented newcomers. And at least part of the purpose was to use better paper, more elaborate detailed coloring, and by charging a higher cover price to eliminate all the ads. The creators were also paid a bonus 50% rate, too. Oh. I like everything about that, other than, I, you know, uh, any sort of, like, anthology series. A comic book's already only, like, 30 pages. To, <laughs> a 10-page comic book is nothing. Yeah. Yes. And I guess this one, this one is, like, a 19-page, and yeah, then there's, like, it, a five-page yeah. backup or something. Uh, but it is, it, it is still, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. I mean, well, unless you're going to, two, two of them are Black Widow this week, but there are, they were both whatever, nine or 10 page sections. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I guess, I guess it, this probably would have been cool in the day. I mean, it, it was like twice the cost of a normal comic book, but it's on like magazine paper and like, I don't know, it probably felt like a cool item. And then there's dope art. Apparently the, uh, uh, the art. In this, some of the art and some of the writing was done by George Perez, who uh, just like died this week. Oh, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, Why wasn't that part of your bummers? Well, because it, it it's a it's a modern <laughs> bummer, Shane. This is where we're doing those now. You could do time warp. You could do time warp bummers. <laughs> the time warp bummer. <laughs> 
if the bummers of the time period aren't quite enough, we can time warp bummer to talk about current sad <laughs> events. That's a great idea, Shane. Good job. Thanks. Now, George, it's George no, Perez. Uh, well, well, let's pause. It's no, <laughs> it's no worse than every week recalling the terrible things that happened in history. <laughs> It's the, it's the worst segment anybody's ever done on radio. <laughs> you're, you're the ones who forced me to make them sad. No, you were already making them sad and we just called it out. Yeah, and that's now true. you won't that's let me true. change. You... <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the whole point of this issue, it's only going to be a three-parter, I think, or maybe it's four-parter. Uh, but it, this first issue is just... Hey, y'all, do you know who Black Widow is? She's shown up in a bunch of other people's comics. Here's her whole history. And also, here's a couple relevant pieces of her very far backstory when she was a tiny child. And she was kind of raised by uh, an adoptive brother figure named Ivan. And at the very end of the issue, Nick Fury reveals that that her current mission is going to involve Ivan, who may or may not be kidnapped in the Soviet Union. Hmm. Um. And that's kind of the whole point of the issue. And then alongside all of the flashbacks, we just kind of get her beating up some random goons and then showing up. And yeah. It talks I mean, about it's... all her past relationships, too, with all the other <laughs> heroes. <laughs> Why does Nick Fury know all of that and feel it's worth telling a board meeting? Yeah. Like, he's... <laughs> Here's her whole story. She fucked a man named Alexei. She fucked Daredevil. She fucked <laughs> Hercules. Like, Nick Fury, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> but also fun that she she boned down with Hercules. He seems yeah. He, he seems fun. We've talked about that. We've talked about boning down Hercules before. <laughs> yeah, but that's when we were trying to hook up with him at a bar, Shane. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> he took me from zero to hero this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's you're you're a, you're you're a bad boy today, Shane. <laughs> And every day, but yeah, especially yeah. today. Uh, yeah, I guess more to more to come with Marvel fanfare uh, next week when we actually get into the story and see whether or not this is uh, worth our time. But, you know, at the very least, it's got some decent art. And uh, I found this one on, you know, in a in a in an effort to not continually only rely on the one source of lists, uh, I I did when I was doing like 80s research, I went around and found other people's like best comics of the 80s and stuff like, you know, various weird listicles that big nerds had written. And uh, this one seemed interesting. It was pretty high on somebody's list. So that's why I dropped it down. We will see if it's bullshit. Uh, But that's all we really have on that today. So let's talk about the two issues of Fantastic Four that we read instead. Oh, we're not going to talk about the Jungle Book. No, <laughs> Shane, you read the backup story about Mowgli. I didn't. I didn't read it. I skimmed it because I know the story of the Jungle Book. <laughs> oh wow! Duh, big flex, Shane. I Thanks. do know the story of the Jungle. Book. <laughs> I d- I do know what happens with Shere Khan. I'm pretty well read. <laughs> but uh, no, does we're... Jungle Book have like a story? Story. Yeah. 
I, I mean, it's, I feel it's like a just, book, right? Originally? Yeah, but yeah. Mowgli just kind of visits the various animals and then shows down and then throws down with Shere Khan at the end, right? Well, I'm sorry, mean... did I just ask confirmation that the Jungle Book was a book? <laughs> <laughs> Am I fucking too? <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a story by Rudyard, 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 Rudyard <laughs> Kipling. I could listen to you do that all day. it's a story by mr kipling Mm. yeah oh that's that's your that's your whole thought you can you try to pronounce his first name again a few more times rudyard rudyard ruddy i would call him ruddy kips ruddy kips ruddy kips jungle book about ruddy kips close personal rudyard rudyard kipling rudyard uh okay for realsies now. Yeah, take me to the fantastic trash. Fantastic trash. Uh, I feel like so. Uh, let me let me check the list again. This is, I think, supposed to be like leading into a bit of a cosmic story. It's only like a five parter or something. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is. I want to say it has something to do with another thing we didn't talk about last week, which was like a half a page where Lalandra <laughs> of the Shi'ar just sort of teleported over to spank spank Reed Richards real quick for for letting Galactus go. She's like, you suck. Fuck you. And then teleports out of the Baxter building. <laughs> so I don't know if it's related to that or not, but uh, I, I, with two issues, I thought I might have a sense of where this is going, and I don't. No, am I, am no, I alone no. there? No. So, well, so that first part, and yes, if, if that's if we're doing the Galactus thing, the first half of the first issue we read is what's go what's up with Galactus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I liked that part. And we got me too. And then it cuts over to kind of hobnobbery um, for the all the Fantastic Four. Nothing interesting happens other than if you weren't aware that uh, Franklin Richards is, you know, infirm, then you know that now. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. young the young Franklin is in the hospital and we are it is it is revealed that Sue is pregnant again with Valeria, I'm pretty sure is her name, right? The sister? I don't know. I think it's Valeria Richards is the younger sister that she is pregnant with. So, uh yeah, she's going to have another kid, but I want to talk of I want to talk a little bit about this Galactus thing at the beginning uh because he thinks he's dying and then Death literally does show up to sort of maybe prove him right. He's like, oh, yeah, see, you're here. And he he calls her his sister wife. Yeah. yeah. yeah she's a, sister wife a of... and daughter mother. Yeah. Like they're. <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they are all and none and all and one. Yeah. It's just it's really it's it's really odd. I don't I don't know exactly what they're getting at. He's just like, yeah, I think they're trying to be. You know, spacey. Mm-hmm. Right? It's this mm-hmm. sort of like if you exist before creation, you are everything. Da-da. Yeah, and so you're all of these things, and it's like, yeah, kinda. I guess planets <laughs> are a planet can be another planet sister. Sure. <laughs> Yo, oh, there it is. He says, "Very well, death, my sister, daughter, mother, and wife." Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool, Galactus. She's just a straight up skeleton <laughs> in a Grim Reaper hood. It's like, yeah. go like <laughs> it's just such an odd dynamic between uh, 
I feel like Lady Death is normally portrayed a little bit more spooky and not, and and not, not just how, like and, a... and not the character from the Far Side comics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Far Side Galactus. He's just like he's just a cow with like the helmet on. Oh man. Uh there's there's also a little bit of weirdness with like Galactus's current herald is a woman going by the name Nova because I guess right now Nova's given up his powers somehow. I don't oh, know. We she didn't check Nova's in with Nova. powers. Is she had Nova Core. No, monster? I think she's just taken the name. I think it's like completely okay, unrelated. Sure, yeah, she's stolen the name and she's his herald and she's in love with Galactus. She's trying to bang the giant. Yeah. <laughs> And she has this interesting idea where she's like, nah, I know I you've got a conscience, all but... up his pants. <laughs> <laughs> live. Live. In, in the zone. Live right in the zone. <laughs> you can just hang out in the zone. <laughs> Where'd Nova go? Oh, you've been there again? Um, no, she suggests that uh, he give up his, his newfound conscience and go eat the Skrull throne world. And uh, he does do that. And the Skrull throne world is destroyed. And it looks it's like kind the of queen and Lady... princess die, but they yeah. don't. Yeah. Well, luckily, they're, they're a multi, they're an interplanetary civilization. Right. Um, yeah. You would think one would. So what their, their plan for uh, avoiding Galactus was to uh, put a giant cloaking shield around their entire galaxy, which sure, I guess. Worked pretty well for a pretty long time. Yeah. Uh, alternate idea. Just don't have so many people that your planet is a Galactus, you know, burger. <laughs> he, clearly, yeah. he clearly hates eating empty planets. Spread your shit out, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess what was weird about this reading, reading it for me is that I don't see a legitimate way that the queen, whatever her name, and Princess Anel escape that it seems pretty obvious that they're in the middle of the imploding yeah. planet yeah, yeah but i know anel is blowing up i mean i know anel doesn't die like <sighs> you, i know, you know she doesn't die right here or you know that she's back later because those i know she's back late i know she's black i know she's back later yeah so i mean comic books right you know yeah, comic books <laughs> uh the second issue that we read is entirely about dr doom and, and feels unrelated, but maybe dog it shit. Total yeah, dog shit. Definitely dog shit. <laughs> definitely dog shit. The cover yeah, is really cool. The cover was so good. And hey, the art for these comics was so bad. It looks so childish. <laughs> and like, it's drawn so crappily, but the cover is so good. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's Doom's hand and he's scratching away at the cover. And the the where he's scratched reveals the like text bubbles underneath from when you turn the page and it and they're there on the on the inside page. It's cool. It's yeah. a cool effect. And I like that a lot. His reflection is on his hand. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a very neat cover for a really dog shit comic. <laughs> uh, I will say, I do appreciate. This is such a dumb thing to to like, but this is this is a feeling that is. Uh, not unique to comics, but unique to long form media where they make references to he's like doing a flashback to when he duped Silver Surfer. And I'm like, we, we, we read those. We read those. It was like we read those last year. And I don't know. I had kind of that was kind of a fun moment for me. It is like, kind oh. of fun. 
we have context for this. I remember reading this. Like that's that's kind of like the the feeling that I wanted to have in this entire project. Like even when like before I decided that I wanted to do this as a podcast, like when I just was like paying for Marvel Unlimited and wanting to do like go through a huge list and read a bunch of stuff. It's like these are the feelings that I wanted to have where I can read a, a like flashback recap and be like, oh, yeah, I, I know about some of these things because I literally did read those. And I'm not just like learning this for the first time here and trying to make sense of it with no context. So I don't know. That was the only good feeling I had reading this one. Is there anything noteworthy you want to talk about on this? There's a there's a cool panel where he blows up one of his doom bots. Um, yeah, I did like that panel, but yeah. this is so I guess that is one of the picks I was going to knit. Um, multiple times he has this sort of like tamper tantrum about semantics, uh, which <laughs> I don't know. It it didn't bother me because he's a super villain, but it also just felt like boring, boring in, in invented conflict where. Yeah. The robot, the robot suggests that something's dangerous and he's like, dangerous. I'm Dr. Doom. If something's dangerous, you think I'm stupid and then kills. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like making him a like a piece of shit instead of a scary person. Yeah. Like, Like like he's just he's the kind of person that you would find incredibly tiring at a dinner party. Uh. I, the one that I liked a lot is that we we spend a chunk of the beginning of this issue setting up that he has this like like orphan of the state like this this kid that he's half adopted that he has a lot of like genuine affection for and who's like yeah Doctor Doom and he hangs out with them and then at one one time Kristoff this yeah, kid he screams at the mentions, kid for, a, for for mentioning Magneto yeah for mentioning Magneto and he. Like one hand picks this kid up and like yeets him into the air and is like, no one rivals Doom. No one. (laughs) Like, dude, that's a kid. You can't throw a kid for remembering Magneto is. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucked up, dude. It's wacky. It's it's very wacky. Yeah, Yeah, it just it just doesn't come across as scary. I think both of these were meant to sort of. Like I said, sort of drum up some some sort of, you know, scary king in his castle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lot more Prince Joffrey-ish, right? It's just... Yes. Yeah. You, you, you don't scare me. He's petulant. He's petulant. And Doom is, uh, can be quite scary. He can be a quite an effective villain. So these moments yeah. really hit, hit, hit an empty drum for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, similar feelings to, to Black Widow. We'll see where this is going next week. Maybe it won't go anywhere. Maybe we'll bail. Maybe we won't. Uh, here's a here's another possible bail. Three issues of the New Mutants. Uh, we wanted to see what this looked like in an actual comic format as opposed to the really not very good graphic novel they introduced them in. And I don't know if this fully accomplishes it. We kind of see them in the context yeah. of the uh, the brood saga I, yeah, yeah and, and they got brooded and it could have been a lot more fun if we had sort of been able to better place the reading order um mm-hmm. uh for one we don't have you know perfect hindsight and for two this is i think pretty close to publication history so it is what it is um so a, i think a lot of the drama in two and three was a little bit lost on us uh because we knew what was going on i mean they they sort of spell it out when we see professor x dreaming with the brood monster in his brain 
Yeah, um, and I think I think what happened is that I got confused with release date and cover date on these issues when I threw them into the list. Hmm. Um, because for whatever fucking reason, those are always different on comics and magazines. The the actual street date has nothing to do with the cover date. So I wanted to like these. There, there's a lot to like about them. There's they're pretty text heavy, and yeah, in a in, a, in an over explainy over. Uh, unnecessary way. It's just a lot of reading of things that are happening, which we've talked about before. Yeah. I think the vibe that I got the strongest is that there are maybe two of these new mutants, maybe three that like Claremont is attached to and feels and like feels like they can write with stakes and whatever. And then other ones that are just kind of, Hanging Chucked out, like in, yeah. Cannonball, Cannonball's doing nothing for me right now. He has a southern drawl, and he's boring. And God, the is. fucking Claremont in the southern accent writing is ugh. It's it's <laughs> the worst. It's like another language. It takes me three to five <laughs> times longer to read those panels than any. Like it's so upsetting. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I mean, I'm sure we're going to when whenever we meet Gambit, I'm sure it's going to be just as bad. But uh it's yeah, it's it's extremely exhausting. Um but no, I like Dan- Danny, uh what's her name? Moon Star? Yeah, she's she's good in this one. Yeah, she's like the focus of Especially this her particular sort of, sort of spooky psychotic break where like whatever Pro- Professor X is his brain brood is tormenting her. Yeah. And <laughs> but also, it's making Professor X's aw- his awake Professor X that isn't that is where the brood is dormant is noticing her behavior, and it's just causing a lot of sort of psychological drama and terror in a pretty effective way. I thought, yeah, I liked I liked that. Danny feels very like um, isolated. You know. Yeah, she's scared. She's having these weird dreams. She's worried that either she's going nuts or no one believes her or whatever. And especially like Professor X, he, she overhears Professor X on a phone call with Moira. And he's like, I think she's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and Moira's like, did you look inside her head? And he's like, mm, not yet. I'm getting around to it. And she's like, maybe you should look in her head first before you say she's a psychopath. <laughs> uh, they've also they, in these issues they tease the appearance of Legion so that's kind of yeah. that's pretty fun yeah we meet Legion's mom uh, Gabrielle Haller Haller I don't know how you say it um, and I, I it's interesting they, they specifically say that uh, her son with Charles is autistic and I was not aware of that in Legion's history I don't know much about Legion but I didn't know that he was an autistic child. Uh, I think they um, said it's a symptom of his uh, mutant stuff. Mm, okay. Uh, so so they, they, they've sort of backdoored it in there. I don't I know. Uh, Legion is very much a um, paragon of mental illness in, mm. in the X-Men mythos. Like he's yeah. the, he's the, uh, He's neurodivergent. He's a, a, atypical. He's he's sick. He's everything, right? He's mm-hmm. the all brain stuff is in Legion. Um, and I can imagine it is not always super sensitive, but it has right. sort of taken on a 
quite the quite the mantle. Legion is a beloved character. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I st- I've never watched the show. I heard the the show is incredible and super weird. Oh yeah, um, big time. Yeah, and I, I've I've wanted to go back and check that out. Uh, even though it's not canon to anything anymore, or or ever, <laughs> never was really, I guess. Uh, and canon is the only reason I care about anything. Oh, God, shut up. <laughs> uh, if only Morbius had been canon, I might have liked it. <laughs> it had, I'm sorry, how many, this is like a show? It had seasons. It had multiple seasons. Yeah, yeah. Legion. It was on never FX, heard of I want to say, yeah. It was not where you would expect them to live. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was FX. I think uh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, it, it was definitely a Fox and, thing. And that's... they also like, uh, you know, with the whole uh, property rights fiasco that has existed for a while, I'm pretty sure they can't say the word mutant. So it's only sort of, and they can't, I don't think they can mention Professor X by name. Uh, mm. They Maybe they do, but it is, it's clear, you know what it's aping at if you're familiar, but if you're not, it's more of a sci-fi show it's you know we sort of filed off some serial numbers um yeah i mean there's like pictures of him in like the cerebro helmet like what do you mean yeah maybe because i i I don't know i've I've never seen it maybe they do maybe they do get kind of explicit but they weren't trying to like set it in the movie universe or anything right like they weren't saying that this is like canon to logan or to x3 or the first class like it was kind of doing its own thing that's so interesting um yeah, so they they tease they tease Legion a little bit, but we don't get it yet. That's gonna. I mean, I don't know if we will be uh, reading that particular storyline. Maybe we'll have to check in when Legion's introduced. But um, I guess other than Danny, uh, there's Shion is having like um, her own stuff going. On. I mean, there's there's some weird stuff right at the beginning where <laughs> Stevie is like washing her hair because she's like, it looked terrible before and I'm going to fix your hair. <laughs> and all of the new mutants are watching like, yeah, your hair was really bad. We're going to, we need you to get better hair. <laughs> <laughs> like really odd. And Danny, like the, the sort of thing that freaks Danny out at the beginning is that she accidentally uses her power on Shion. And the power is, if you remember, to make manifest their deepest fears and we see her like terrifying past where her mom and her were like assaulted by Thai pirates while escaping Vietnam and it's really weird and awful Uh, and so she rightly feels terrible about what she's done and that sort of sets her off on her like and and, and Xi'an feels significantly more you know like her privacy was invaded in, in a way that yeah. like, you know, when, when somebody else, when it's somebody else and it just summons like a monster they don't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's not as personal. Yes. Yes. Um. So that was, that was uh, pretty intense. French also? Like why? Is yeah. Cause French? she's from Vietnam. Is, do uh, they speak a lot of French in Vietnam? That was a French colony before the Vietnam yeah. War. Oh. Yeah. Look at me not knowing anything about history. <laughs> but you, she, she would still is. This is an annoying thing. I because it's a it's a neat little tidbit that she does speak French. She would still speak Viet. Like if she's going to exclaim yeah. in shock, she would not yeah. exclaim in in French any more than she would English. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. That's uh-huh. sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess 
I don't know. I mean, it's 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 sort of like uh, not. I, I don't know. What, I don't even know what to say about the plot in these three. They're they're kind of weird. It's a little all over the place. There's some some uh, side shots that we get of Henry Peter Gyrich plotting against them and sending sentinels after them. Uh, Which I point. liked. I liked the battle in the in the shopping mall, and I yeah. liked. I liked the sort of you know the the G men sort of following these kids around. Like we're not, they're 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 treating the mutants as both a serious threat in, but not in a. Um, I mean, with when the Sentinels show up, yes, but the 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 G men are just like regular government dudes. They're not part totally of the, like secret society, the cabal of mutant haters. Um, <laughs> It feels a little more normal. Like they they want to be aware and they don't want to take it lightly. And but they also don't want to go to war with the mutants. And they and they bring that up, right? They're like, mm-hmm. shit, you know, if a country has enough mutants, then we're kind of fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I the my favorite moment is so this this guy, this like soldier guy from the Air Force, Michael Rossi, shows up to help out the new mutants. Cause I guess he knows what's going on. And he talks to Stevie. Remember the, the dance instructor, Stevie <laughs> who is hanging out with them. And this, this, this thing that she says is fucking wild. She goes, she's like, Hey, he's like, Hey, I'm Michael Rossi. Uh, you can trust me. And she goes, she's like, Oh yeah, I've heard about you from a friend of Xavier's Carol that you used to be lovers with her. And I'm like, <laughs> how would that come up in conversation? That this dance instructor talked to Xavier about Xavier's friend Carol, and Carol used to sleep with Xavier's this random a Air Force guy. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you used to sleep with Ms. Marvel. We're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a. Yeah, but they they eventually, you know, they get he back. Hang out with people his own age. And he hangs out with <laughs> teens because they're they put up with what a what a fucking gossip he is. <laughs> fucking Charles, man. Uh yeah, they have uh they have a bit of a showdown mentally in a in like a you know, a sort of mental space against the brood sleezoid that's growing inside of Xavier. Uh and they don't know where it is. Um and they don't figure that out until Obviously, the issue we already read last week of of X Men, where they come home and they all battle against the <laughs> the Xavier Sleezoid, and then they clone yeah. Xavier and put his mind into the new clone, and then he's fine. If you remember that plot, <laughs> uh, yeah. Where where do you where do you uh, taking a little temperature on on New Mutants? Is this something that we want to read a little more of, or are we are we kind of okay walking away for now? I, I'm of two minds, and I maybe an argument I've mentioned in the past, I think, that, um, you know, if I was reading this on my own time, I'd probably put mm-hmm. it down. Um, yeah. It, in our show, and the quality we're often uh, affronted with, <laughs> I feel that it sort of passes, it passes the gut check. It's like, uh, would I roll the dice on something else or keep this? If, if. If I were, mm-hmm. you know, gambling away my time, I've got to read issues of of things. <laughs> uh, I'd be happy keeping this over rolling the dice on other shit. On so, not all other shit, but say, uh, Thor, uh-huh. Fantastic Four, probably. Yeah, probably. I'd prefer not to read those over New Mutants. 
I understand. Yeah, I would absolutely <laughs> read New Mutants over Fantastic Four. I, when I tell you when I turned the page and all I saw was Galactus surrounded by text, I just like rolled, <laughs> I rolled my eyes so hard because I don't know how many times we've read the Galactus story, right? Where he he shows up at 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 Earth and Fantastic Four is like, no, and he's like, you cockblock me every time. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we'll do a little reshuffle. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll boot Fantastic Four out. Maybe I'll, I'll just sort of see what we missed and report uh, report back, and we can we can hang on to a little New Mutants for next week. See <laughs> oh, what yeah, happens. Yeah, we haven't done a book report in a while. <laughs> yeah. Not. Uh, yeah. You're right. Uh, I will say though that we to catch up with like I just threw in the first three issues of New Mutants, but to sort of catch up chronologically, we might have to read a chunk more. So maybe maybe that'll happen next week. Maybe we'll we'll get another concentrated dose of new mutants out from underneath the brood saga. See what they do on their own. Uh cuz also wasn't Kitty going to go join the new mutants? Wasn't that something that happened at the end of last week? So we'll have uh, a yeah. Yeah. A, a a well-established character join the group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to sell those <laughs> to sell the comics. Gotta Charles sell pages. was like Charles was like you're a baby. Go play with the baby. <laughs> <laughs> You can be the oldest of the babies, but still a baby. Sit at the kids' table, Kitty. They did. They established ages, and they may have done this in the New Mutants. Uh, not annual. What did they call that first one we read? The graphic novel. Graphic novel. Okay, right, right. So uh, they may have established ages in that, and and I sort of glazed past it. They reestablished some ages, and Roberto is thirteen. Uh, they're all yeah, in but that, he's such in that a horny teen. Yeah, but also, didn't we see him playing in like a full stadium? Yeah, I know. What the hell is that? Like, that? Uh, yeah, so I, I can kind of imagine there's a sort of you know you know there's little league national championships that's baseball, but you know there's a corollary for teens of a certain age. I guess I guess there's probably like a pee wee football grand championships, maybe especially in Bra- in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Berto. Berto's a real f- fucking flirt in these issues, too. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but doesn't he say it's it's it, it feels like uh, we've sort of doesn't he say something along the lines of like where I come from? It's where I come from. It's a sin not to point out beauty or whatever. What, yeah. What, what does yeah, he say? Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's like he's impolite so not to. Yeah, it is impolite. <laughs> he's so fucking smooth. <laughs> to not acknowledge beauty when one comes across it. And Ron or Rain or whatever is like, oh my oh, lord. Oh baby. Oh, does he love me? Does this, <laughs> this, this does Berto love me? <laughs> Shane, take us away from this place. Hello! Hello and welcome! Welcome to this week's A Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. Listen, we, you kind of took the wind out of my sails whenever we talked about whether or not we like the comics, because those are our three contenders this week. Mm. I need to fuck, Mary kill the three comics we read this week. Oh. But you have to defend your position. Well, whenever you do one of these, it's always a little odd because I don't know whether or not I'm fucking a book or I'm fucking a <laughs> concept. And uh, both of those are weird, but one of them comes with paper cuts. No, um, I would never, I would <laughs> never ask you to paper cut your dick for free. <laughs> for free? <laughs> never. Yeah, I throw 10 bucks on, onto that bet. Onto that, which, you know, 
and we would get a paper cut on your dick for ten dollars. <laughs> ten ten dollar dick paper cut is a good band name. <laughs> no, it rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, <laughs> the ten dollar dick paper cut boys. Yeah, this is really good, Shane. Listen, I'll call you whenever I need to name my bands. Answer my question. All right. Yeah. 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 Mm. Okay. It's a tr- it's a toughen. It's a toughen for a. It's a pretty lukewarm week. Yes. Uh, yeah. You could literally kill all of them and not feel bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. I think as it stands right now. Now, even though Marvel fanfare was beautiful, and and I hope that uh, it picks up. I think, and we did only read the one. Right. I I just. I have nothing to sink my teeth on in it, though. Like, we, it, it just yeah, it just didn't have content. Mm-hmm. And that's where the dick goes. I agree. I want to. Yeah, I, fu- I only fuck. only goes in content. <laughs> no, so I think I have to kill Marvel Fanfare. You're killing Marvel Fanfare? Oh, I'm fucking it. Ooh. I'm going to fuck Marvel Fanfare. Are you only fucking it because it's wet leather? <laughs> and it's got those higher quality magazine pages, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no okay, paper but cuts those for are, Andrew. Those are worse paper cuts. Oh, they probably are. They probably yeah. are. Oh yeah. yeah. But also it's got Black Widow in it, and you know, she's pretty hot. So mm, she is, she is, she is. So Rory, you kill Marvel fanfare. What do you what do you fuck? I think I fuck Fantastic Four. It's a fucking hot mess, man. It, mm. it doesn't know what it wants, but it's willing to try. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And and then you marry the mutants. Predictable. Predictable, but also, like, this is the one that I'm expected to not tire of week after week. Yeah, yeah, okay. Fuck, that, that's a good, that's, that's a good rationale. Damn it. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm also marrying the new mutants, let's be honest. I, but I only did that because I felt like I needed to marry the one with the content I liked the most. Uh, and maybe maybe I want to fuck that. You know what I mean? But no, I'm going to stick to my guns. I fuck the Marvel fanfare. I marry the New Mutants and I kill the Fantastic Four. I'm killing it because... I mean, if we were if we were to be kind of loose with our metaphors, although mm. as metaphor, a book is, as a person to marry is already pretty loose. <laughs> the Fantastic Four is, I think, comparable to marrying into money. To like, to be a... <laughs> You're like, <laughs> you're safe. You're taken oh, care of. The comic God. book's never getting canceled. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, I know. It's it's like, it's like the, these other ones. It's like, oh, yeah. New Mutants issue one, two, three. Okay. Marvel Fanfare issue 10. What issue is Fantastic Four? 257. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one's yeah. sticking around. <laughs> it's pretty you know, safe. You're, you're 35 that, and that, you're looking for some security. <laughs> Yeah, that down that down south oil money. <laughs> yeah, maybe you have to sit and listen to his tedious conversations about Galactus's sister wives. Maybe that's Holy something that you have to put shit. up with, right? Like you gotta just sit through that because that's not why you're here. That's you're here for the oil. <laughs> you're here for the fantastic car. That's really what you're here for. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the garage and how many fantastic cars we have? It's crazy. Yeah, especially because they're only two feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> I need your decisions, Shane. Talk to us. 
All right. I. I kill the new mutants because it's full of children and I hate them. Um, Potentially <laughs> legit. I, I, I kill, I kill the new mutants. I, I can't. Okay. Um, I also don't want to marry children or fuck them. So. It's the concept uh, of children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> oh my God, we're all going to get arrested. <laughs> we were just doing a fun podcast. Surprise, we're all in jail. It's the concept of a book. But also, you're, yeah, okay. I understand your, yeah, I understand yeah, yeah, your reasoning, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shane. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, 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 I kill him. I kill okay. him. I fuck. I think I fuck the Black Widow. Okay. Comic. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, I'm, I'm excited that at the end of the Black Widow comic, fuck. There's also a Jungle Book. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little extra. Work, put a little English on the work, end. Work my way through. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a Shere Khan dessert for you. Yeah, just a little Shere Khan on top. Uh, <laughs> a dollop. Uh, and then, yeah, I marry. I marry into money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I marry into that money. Hell yeah, Marvel's Marvel's first family. They're never going away. You can't get rid of the first family. They're going to be in the movies soon. Fantastic that's, Four will never die. Those bad movies still couldn't kill the Fantastic Four. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I'm so uh, this, this is a little off topic, but I am. Uh, I heard that Hickman's I don't remember his first name. Something Hickman comic writer whose stuff that I've read before and I've liked uh, in like his image comics and stuff. I've heard that his run on fantastic four and Avengers was really good and leading into secret war in like 2015. And so I've been reading a lot of like more modern fantastic four content. And I can't tell you that it gets like way better, but God, at some point, all comic writers figured out how to add actual story in rather than (laughs) whatever the fuck we're reading. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 such a much better experience to read like 2010s Fantastic Four than it is to read whatever everything that we've ever touched with them so far. Um, yeah, my hope for the movies is they. I mean, there's no way you can get away with another Fantastic Four origin, but no. I still think I still think they're gonna dabble in the obvious canon and not not jump in deep. But we'll see. Uh, you know what I would like is fucking Annihilus. I would sure. like Annihilus could be fun, and that's I pretty, would like uh, negative zone shit. Yeah, that would yeah, be so they, cool. Like, get us in the negative, the negative zone. zone this week. Oh yeah, in the in the comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, also, it's time wobbly, which fits well into their sort of MCU. We can't fuck up the canon. Yeah, maybe they've been stuck in the negative zone for a while, and they come back. I mean, I, I the the you know person out of time has sort of been done before a couple times in the MCU, but I don't know. I don't, to. I don't care. They have They've to gotta. if they're gonna if they're gonna be religious about the timeline and adding new shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's your window in. I know. And there's only one. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. My pitch would be negative zone and, and annihilus, but who knows? Who fucking knows what they're gonna do? Uh 
That was another successful fuck Mary kill and another successful issue of the Infinite Backlog issue fifty eight. Thank you so much for putting up with uh, what what are always going to be new swings up to the up to bat when we get new comics in here. And I feel like a couple were misses, and we'll uh, we'll reshuffle. But <laughs> uh, but thank you all for listening. And uh, I don't know. I wish I had a better. I wish I had a, an, an outro. Anybody have any good good final thoughts? Parting thought. Brush your teeth, kids. <laughs> Rory, you gotta stop talking about kids. <laughs> brush your teeth, everybody. Adults need to brush their teeth. Too.